Okay. So, really good questions have been asked. <clears throat> I really like that. Um, I just want, I'm going to just quickly talk about the petition real quick, and then we can go on because I find that there's actually some scripture that um, addresses that really nicely, in my opinion, which is what I'm looking at right now. We're my Bible. Um, if we're going keep going back to Luke 18, okay, seriously, there we go. Verse 8 says, I tell you the truth, or I tell you that he will defend and avenge them quickly, which is awesome. That's where you left off, and then we went, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find this kind of persistent faith on the earth? So I would apply my petitions, which are different than my prayers, and I won't go into the two different definitions right now uh, for a variety of reasons, but I'm going to persist by bringing petitions to the Lord at the same time. My prayers and my supplications, I'm just going to persist in it. And uh, so basically an answer, when do we bring them? Whenever you feel led to bring them is going to be my answer because in my very short testimony in regards to the courts, um, it's like this. I don't go to court unless God brings me to court. That's it. And so last week what happened was uh, really great actually because God was showing me how to prepare a case specifically to show you. But it's interesting be because he wanted me to live it out before telling you anything about it. So what happened was, um, we've been going through, or I've been going through some sort of sickness or pain or whatever for probably six to eight months, somewhere in there. Um, and our business was just taking a major hit. And uh, finally, God said, okay, well, why don't you bring this before me? And I was like, well, because I don't know what my case is, <laughs> right? Like, what am I really going after? And I, I really had no idea. But last week, Wednesday, he was spelling it out. He was totally spelling it out. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Like, what are we going to do about this? Anyways, what I'm going to share with you now or tonight is what I did, basically, was, um, and, and the, what brought breakthrough. So my session with the courts lasted probably 10 minutes, maximum. Absolutely. And that was a lot of me doing this. Hmm. <laughs> Just waiting. Waiting on God to bring up the next thing for me to share with him. Um, yeah, isn't that funny? I love it. Like, I, I got to do nothing. This is, he makes, in my opinion, he makes this very, very, very simple. Yeah, totally. Right? So if you're used to praying, then this is really a great thing to just make your prayer that much more potent. I believe in the potency of our prayer. I believe in maximum impact with the least amount of work. Okay? I really do. And God seems to be in agreement with me in that regard, that he wants maximum impact with the, with the least amount of work. And so he just showed me, okay, Ken, I want you to do this. I want you to say these things. So I just wrote them out. I got out old prophetic words. Um, and I just brought them before him as he led me. And that's the key, in my opinion, to any court case with God is first thing you need to recognize is, is he bringing you there or are you bringing you there? Yeah. Okay, if you're going to bring yourself someplace, it says come boldly before the throne of grace. Okay, so go boldly before the throne of grace. However, if you want to go take a court case there, because we're kind of on this thing, um, well, everything's a court issue. No, not every single thing is a court issue. Yeah. At least that's my experience. Not everything's a court issue. 
Because God doesn't always take me to court. And when he does, he's ready to do something about it because something's happening. And so what's brilliant for me was he was saying, okay, there's an accuser here accusing you of some things. I was like, awesome. And, right, because we have this mindset that there's an accuser who stands before God really accusing us 24-7. But I just had a recent revelation. There's more people than just me. So if he's only got 24 hours, seven days a week, he's probably going to be talking about all the brethren, not just me. Right. Which is really great news, actually. He's not just sitting there, you know, Ken did this, like, eventually the dude's going to run out of stuff to say. Well, I hope he's going to, right? (laughs) You know? Um, But yeah, so I just, I'm not lighthearted about it, but there is no pressure. So when I go to court, and I feel intense, um, passionate about what's going on. That's good. I feel like it's my spirit stirring inside me, and God's prepared me, and we're ready to go. We're going to tackle something. Right? We got our ducks in a row. Um, but the primary duck to have in a row is God first. Okay? Uh, the second thing you need to know uh, from my perspective is that this is, this is a really, it's a really potent way of praying. However, if your prayer life isn't really strong already, like if it's, if it's not something you're focused on already, that should probably be your first priority versus going to court. Yeah. Work on the relationship, establish relationship. So we, we, can, we can talk about Daniel, we can talk about Joshua, we can talk about Jesus, we can talk about these people that were in court, but recognize, hey, hold on, what did their lives look like compared to what our lives look like in relationship to God. They had intense intimacy with God. So if you already are growing that intimacy between you and God, then, I mean, hammer down. Then, then courts could very likely be for you as long as he's the one bringing you there. Okay? Um, it's my opinion that court is for everybody, but it's not for everybody. <laughs> okay? I mean that it's available to everybody. But not everybody is going to pursue it or go into it. And it's totally fine. Right? Where I think court comes in great, uh, like, I mean, when I want to see breakthrough here on this side of eternity. I'm saved regardless. I'm not going to have to deal with any of this junk later anyway. Right? But if I want to see breakthrough on this side of eternity, that's where I would kind of put um, the courts. So we're good on that. That's the easy stuff. I've got notes everywhere. Okay. So we talked that. That's good. Cover that. I just got some minor preambles and then we'll bang it off. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. So 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 6. Um, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight, uh, fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power, divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every petition that set it sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought that, and make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. So when I read that verse, I'm like, okay, what is this? Or when I read that passage, I'm thinking, okay, how is this 
pertaining to my life, to the courts, whatever. What I'd like to see here is that, first of all, I need to recognize that my weapons are divine. They're not man-made. It's not a man-made structure. This is God's structure. He's the one who empowers us. He is the one who gave us the weapons in the first place. Now all we need to do is apply these weapons, right? And part of our struggle in life, I think, at times is, what are the weapons of my warfare? Which is great. It's a great question. I'm not going to answer that right now. But what I, what I also see here is that, that our weapons are there to help come against, or break down, demolish arguments that are being set before us. About us, even. Okay? That's great. I love it. So, John 11, just to, you know, capitalize on something that Keith said a few weeks back. Stop believing what you see so that you can see what you believe. What do you really believe? Are you really expectant? Right? Do you expect that God is going to move on your behalf? If you don't, then I'm going to suggest there might be an intimacy issue there that you're going to want to work on and deal with. Right? Because God is your dad. And we know through reading scripture that he's constantly working on your behalf. He wants to give you good things. He wants to do all these things, right? That is, that is our starting position. We're not in a losing battle. Right. Our starting position is he wants to give you this. So what do we need then to just come into alignment with what he wants to give us anyway? Yeah. It's his good pleasure to give it to you, yeah. right? So what is it that we need to get into uh, alignment here? Personally, I still think it's primarily intimacy. James 5, 14, 16, Is anyone, anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, the spiritual leaders of the church, and, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. No pressure on the elders. Pressure's <laughs> on God to work through the elders. Just kind of letting you guys off the hook. I like that, actually. Okay, and here we go. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man or a believer can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is a dynamic it is dynamic and can be a tremendous power. It is clear to me that just from this alone, that we require intimacy, transparency with each other, vulnerability with each other, recognizing that there is no condemnation, therefore, for anyone who is in Christ Jesus. Okay, well, guess what? That goes this way, but it can go this way. It's also meant to go between you and me that there is no condemnation. Right? And so when we live lives of transparency and vulnerability with each other, we confess our sins to one another. In, in a huge way, we're really living out of a place of innocence. Because we're not trying to keep anything in the dark. Mm -hmm. We are actually trying to overcome with each other yeah. and build each other up. Right? We just, need that. I just Hammer down. interject something here. Not that I like to interject, but uh, I didn't share this, but what I meant to share earlier. You know where it says boldly come before the throne of grace? The word boldly means transparent. Yeah. Yeah. It means transparently. It's a place where you just get your junk out. Transparently come before the throne of grace. Openly. Flayed fish. Ah, like this. So I just think it's cool how you connected the James thing with, with that. Because I didn't mention that. About bold, to boldly come before the throne literally means transparently come before Boom. the throne of grace. I yeah. love it. Yeah. 
We're going to go on the side of caution with the transparency with each other, though. There is yeah. a time and place. Like, I'm not going to bear my soul with just anybody. Yeah. Right? Be in right relationship with each other. Yeah. Right? Let's just... And we want to grow that relationship. Jesus didn't bear his soul with everybody. Right? So he had 70, well, 120, 70, 12, 3, and 1. And, and the lower the number, the greater the intimacy they had so that's important I'm going to share things with Jen that hopefully I'm not going to share with anybody else that makes sense right yeah so we grow in that it's a clear call in my opinion again to community it's why we have church is to come together and be a family mm-hmm. all right Romans 8 29 to 32 for those whom he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, he, which is you, okay, that's all of you, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So he predestined that you are going to be conformed to the image of his son, not because of something you're going to do, but because of what he has already done and what he is continuing to do. It is Holy Spirit transforming you into the likeness of Christ in glory. It's not you. All right, so everything that I'm going to talk about in regard regards to preparing the case is built on these foundational principles that it's God actually doing the work. Even in Zechariah, when we see Joshua before the throne, you know, and at, like God is the one talking. Joshua doesn't say a thing. Squat. Zero. Nothing. He says nothing. Which is brilliant. And I'll get to that later. But you need to know, this is God doing the work. It's not something you need to strive for or fight for even though there is a warfare happening. All right. And ultimately share in his complete sanctification so that he would be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored among many believers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. You've been called and you've been justified. Okay. That's pretty important. Declared free of the guilt of sin. This has already been spoken over you. Yeah. Okay, so what am I doing right now? I am already giving you ammunition, if you will, to bring to court and say, hey, I've already been set free from sin. Mm-hmm. Because, but, 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 but yeah. said so. Yeah. All right? So we just bring scripture. We bring God's word, right? It's God's testimony. It's the testimony of Jesus. That's what we're bringing to the courts. Right? I leave, this is my own personal thing, I leave room for my personal opinion of, of me out when I go to court. My personal opinion of me isn't good enough. Well, I tried my best. Okay. I've never done this. All right. No. It, that's based on my testimony, my spoken testimony. My, it's the way I th- view my life. But it doesn't measure up. It only measures up through the blood of Christ. Right? He's the one who was perfect. And so I've got to remember that. Yes. Through Jesus, through Jesus, through Jesus, through Jesus. Can't overemphasize that. And those, those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them up to heavenly dig, uh, dignity. What then shall we say of all these things? If God is for us, who can, be, who can be successful against us? He who did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us, for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? That's the starting position. Always the starting position when it comes to court. You've already won. Yeah. Without doing anything. 
Okay? And you know all the stuff you've done. That's awesome. In Zechariah 3, 1 to 7, we see the court case. We see that Joshua's brought before God and he's, he's like God sees these dirty rags. Even though, as high priest, he will have gone through cleansing mm -hmm. to come before God. So, he would have made sure that everything in his, in his life was as right as it could be. Confess your sins one to another. Right? Mm -hmm. I see the two parallels. I'm seeing that, hey, Joshua did these things as a high priest. We are called high priests. Or we're priests and yeah. kings. Yeah. So just get your junk figured out and just spit <laughs> it out before God. Yeah. Right? Share it with one another. You know, get the stuff healed up. And, uh, and, and that's how we live in intimacy. That's how we walk out the righteousness of God in Christ. Like, that's who we are. It's how we walk it out. Right? We hide nothing. You know, we're not going to live in shame. Right. We're not going to be trapped by shame. And when we recognize that, then the devil's got no foothold because everything he's throwing at us, we're like, yep, okay. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> right? Thank you for saving me. Thank you for having spoken this over me before I was even made. That, that I carry the, the glory of heaven. You've made me dignified before yourself. Mm -hmm. You did it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about what I did. I want to talk about what he did. I want to talk about what he said. Mm -hmm. Right? I want to talk about what he says through scripture. I want to talk about the prophetic words that have been spoken over my life. Why would I do that? Because they're his words. Um, we know from, okay, so I already talked about the cleansing part. Uh, you know, just getting your stuff cleaned out. You and I do not have to go through such an intense ritualistic cleansing because of the blood of Christ. Even though Old Testament priests had to, high priests had to go through this, we don't have to go through that because Jesus has already done that for us. However, there are some things that we want to do. If we want to do the application of the blood in our lives, mm -hmm. then confess your sins. Like, to me, this is a no-brainer. Like, the Bible actually tells us exactly how to live righteous lives. How to live in intimacy with God. It just spells it out. Yeah. Right? So all I'm doing right now is I'm picking and choosing some really powerful passages and showing you this is what I did Friday. Okay, mm -hmm. the results of what I did Friday are my back pain is almost completely well, right now I don't have it at all. Hallelujah, Jesus. is <laughs> near gone all the time right now. My finances or our finances turned around like what Jen was sharing with me earlier was like on the drive here, we had four very active um, business deals, let's call them, which is great because over the last six months we've had almost zero, right? But there was an instant turnaround at court. And so we were... We were talking about that on the way here. And as I sat down, uh, coming back from getting coffee, Jen's like, it's actually five now. Wow. Just sitting here, right? It's, it's, I'm telling you, you've got to expect that God's going to turn things around. And he makes it right in your spirit. You'll just know in your knower. Mm -hmm. That's a phrase from you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. Daniel 6, 21 to 22. Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Mm -hmm. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. Okay, so there can be an accusation against you. That's a false accusation. But it's still an accusation. Either way, it's an accusation. Right? And how many of us get tumbled over or sort of walked on just because of an accusation? Yet, God, your judge, finds you innocent. Right? So as we live righteous lives, we can be found innocent there and here. 
We're not found innocent before God, again, because of anything we've done or not done. It's 100% because of the fruit of Jesus. I just really like that part. The part where it's all about Jesus works for me. We can see here that a false accusation was brought before an earthly type of judge as well as before God. Daniel rested in the knowledge. He rested. He was at peace. He wasn't wrestling against the lions. You know, there's nothing that he did that caused them to have their mouths shut. I don't even see him praying. <laughs> oh God, please save me. We just don't see that. Right? Because, why? How, may, how much time has he spent with God prior to this? He already knows God has his best interest at heart. God has already found in his favor and he knows it. Why? Because he's close. He's close. What's critical, you guys, is you are sons and daughters of the king. Yeah. It is definitely not on his mind to find against you. I said he was resting, brother. <laughs> Just, mm, Just take it in. Yeah, and the lions too. I mean, he could share the blessing with the rest of creation. As far as we know, they were playing poker. I don't know. <coughs> were cards made back then? I don't know. They were casting lots. Yep. Oh, okay. <coughs> I guess we can have fun. That's allowed. First Peter 3.15. <coughs> Excuse me tells us to be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have so what reason do you have for the hope that you have now i know that most people rightly so will put this into uh the realm of the earthly when somebody comes up before you just somebody notices how you're living uh, they see the circumstances you're going through you seem to be really hopeful and bright and you get asked the question hey man how how is it that you have so much hope in your life well i want to suggest to you that it might be okay to have that same testimony ready before you go to court. Why do you have hope? Bring it to court. Mm -hmm. Father, this is why I know you're going to find in my favor. This is why I can lean on you. This is why I have hope in the redemptive work of the cross. Da -da 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 -da, and just go off on it. It's crazy awesome. Mm -hmm. Try to limit yourself to t 10 minutes of all the goodness of God in your life. Right? Give a reason for the hope that you have. Be ready. You know? And so that's the kind of stuff that I do to prepare a case. You know, I listen to God. Okay, what are we going to do in this situation? We've gone to court before. I remember one time we went to court. And it was, this is how long it took. God said this, dude. And that was the end of the court session. And our financial situation turned around literally in seconds. Okay, literally. So I told Jen one time, and I've shared this testimony before, like there was just some hardship going on. And, and I sat down and I was like, you know what, Jen? God is going to deposit blah, blah, blah into the account, blah, 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 today, blah, 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 just because he loves you. That's it. So she got up because it was, you know, I guess I said it pretty strong. So then she got up and, and went to get some air, some space. <laughs> very quickly went to the went to the computer and found out that the money had already been deposited and she came back and said did you know that this had happened already before you talked to me I was like nope but I know right and sometimes you're going to get that it's good like to me it's sort of like a gift of faith where it just suddenly rises up and you know boom it's going to happen right now and it happens right now now I'm not going to say that it happens like that every single time okay I, because I'm not aware that it does I do know that 
every once in a while, something just stirs up inside me. So something similar happened a few months back. She comes down from the office, which is in our home, confronts me in the kitchen in a good way, but not really. Like, she was saying, <laughs> she was like, this is what happened. Like, I've been working on this file for four or five months. No, weeks, what, whatever. It was a few months anyway. Working on this thing, which is not normal. And it fell apart last minute. Just absolutely fell apart. And she was going upstairs crying and I was like, boom, no, this is not okay. And that's all I said. And she comes back, everything had changed. Like it just, boom, right? Why? Because Papa wants to find in your favor. So declare what he's saying. Yeah. Don't just stand back. Like it is warfare. Yeah. Of course you're going to be having hardships coming against you. Who are you? You're his kid. He want, I mean, he wanted to bring hardship against God by tormenting you. But God's not okay with that. He's not okay with you being tormented. So come into alignment with his word. This is how we prepare a case. You go, you find the scripture that pertains to you. So in another, it's crazy how much of this has to do with our finances, right? But even health-wise, like, put together a case. Deuteronomy 28, 29, awesome place to go searching for scripture. Okay, because here's the blessings, here are the curses. Yeah. You don't have to experience a single one of those curses because of what Christ has done. Come on. Therefore, yeah. you're allowed to experience every single one of those blessings. Yeah. Well, Ken, where am I going to go to figure out how to prepare a court case? You're going to go to the Bible. Mm. And you're going to find, okay, what does the scripture really say about this? Yeah. Am I allowed to have this released in my life? Well, God says he wants to do good things for you. Yeah. He'll give you what you ask for. Yeah. Right? As long as you pray in my name. Okay, well, how do you do that? Well, Jen and I became one. Tremendous amount of intimacy. How do I, how, like, how do, I do things in the name of Jesus? I have intimacy with him. Yeah. That I know his heart. That I know his heart for a situation. Mm -hmm. And I speak his heart for a situation into existence. Yeah. Right? Come on. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. I and it's the I said how long I spent in court, right? Mm -hmm. I spend a lot more time in prep. I do. I get before God. Father, what do you want to do? You want me to go to court? Then give it to me. The beautiful thing is that Jesus is my advocate. He is my champion. Yeah. Right? A champion who never loses. Yeah. Come on. Holy Spirit guides me yeah. through the entire process. Come on. It's his grace. It's his mercy. Yep. Right? I mean, yeah, we could talk about greater levels of authority. Or we could talk about, here, you want to go to court? Do this. Recognize that people have spoken prophetic words over your life about a destiny you have not yet fully experienced. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, guess what? When I had a tremendous fear of heights and tremendous fear of flying, and then I had this revelation. Wow! And the revelation came from God, obviously. He's like, I have spoken things over your life that have not yet happened. Yeah. Why are you afraid? Yeah. You're not going to die until these things happen. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe that's just me. Is it? Jesus was in a boat sleeping. Yeah, right. <laughs> the disciples were all freaking out because there was a storm. They thought they were going to die. It actually says they thought they were going to die. Yeah. Do you believe that? He said they got to go. Fishermen in a boat. Yeah. Fishermen in a boat who <laughs> Jesus had said, my father's got business for us on the other side. Yeah. Oh, so the father has business for you on the other side of this storm. Yeah. But you're afraid you're going to die. Yeah. You're afraid you're going to be like trampled on you're afraid you're going to be crushed yeah. got news for you he has a plan and a purpose for you mm -hmm. that far outweigh the, the, the hard times you're experiencing yeah. Come on. they do 
okay, so Ken, I still struggle. I still find it's really hard. Okay, so did Jesus. I remember one time in particular where he was crying and bleeding while he was crying. He was pouring out sweating blood. I think that there was a tremendous amount of pressure. Yeah. He may not have felt totally settled. <laughs> At least for a moment, right? Yeah, yeah. May this cup go, you know, be taken from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. That's a great approach. To me, that is, that is a tremendous approach. When we feel like we're about to be crushed, when we think we cannot stand up against the things that are being thrown at us, even the accusations, whatever, what do you do? Get on your knees and follow what Jesus did. Present it before God. I don't want to experience this, God. I hate this. This is brutal. But if this is what you have for me, then let your will be done, not mine. It's not about your opinion. It's about the words of God over you and your life. You want to talk about books of destiny, the, your scrolls. Man, listen to what people have been speaking over your life. Yeah. This is the power of prophecy. Like, it's amazing. The power of prophecy to get you through things. It's beautiful that we just had five weeks of the prophetic. Learning about the prophetic, mm -hmm. right? This is where it's applicable. What I find people want to do is they want to segment their Christian walk. Mm -hmm. We want to put these tools on our shelves. Well, in this basket, I have court. In this basket, I have whatever. Fasting and this and this and this. It's all part of one lifestyle. Yeah. It's one life you're living. Mm -hmm. Depending on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave that one alone. I also bring, bef be like, so again, I bring prophecies before God. I bring scripture to, to the courts uh, that give reasons why the things should go well for me, including Job 22, 28. Okay? If you don't know this, you may as well memorize this. This is like stupid awesome. <laughs> Th this has gotten me through so much because it just strengthens my soul and my spirit. It's beautiful. Job 22, 28, I like to say it like this. What you decide in your heart and declare with your mouth will be established for you and the light of God will shine on your paths. What you decide in your heart, in your heart, <laughs> and declare, will be established by you. No. For you. That's what it says. For you. What you've decided and then declared, because you believe this thing. If you've decided a thing in your heart, you believe it. Like, you're not getting moved. You will not be shaken. Okay? That's what we're talking about. That kind of uh, grit, grit, whatever. And then declare it over your life. And so that's what we did on Friday. We took out, we took out certain um, words that were spoken over our lives. And even there, how do I know? That is a really great question. And I'm going to, you know, kind of sear you back to Holy Spirit, not to Ken. But Holy Spirit, because what happened for me was this. I said, oh, what should I bring? God said, bring this. And I was like, okay. Boom. I didn't make it up. I don't make anything up when it go there. Nothing. So I just prayed through that, that word. God, da, 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 this is what you said. Shoop, 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 shoop. Oh, and I'm going to come into alignment with that. And when I come into alignment with that, what I mean is I'm going to purposely begin to walk a life that will allow this thing to happen. Right. Okay? So if I'm supposed to, if I, if, I, if I felt this call on my life and people had prophesied this thing over my life to go to, to Hong Kong for the rest of my life, coming into alignment with that word, even though I'm not seeing how I can make that happen right now, one thing I could do to come into alignment with that word to see things start to 
See a domino effect is I could learn Mandarin. Come into alignment with the word. Yeah. Don't just expect everything to be some supernatural miracle. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Right? You can. You can expect that. But it's really great if you actually walk in alignment with this because mm -hmm. you're testifying. Your walk is this. Like, I believe this word. And so therefore, I'm going to live this way. Right? Yeah. If you believe, like if it's been prophesied over you time and time again that you are a person of provision, but you see lack in your life, Recognize the word of God over your life. You are a person of provision. Start walking like it. Mm -hmm. Start expecting things to go well for you. Yeah. Expect it. Hold on to it, grab it, and bring it forward. It's your weapon, and it has divine power. Divine. Yeah. Not yours. His. Yeah. Whew, I'm on it. <sighs> Just going to settle for a second. <laughs> One of the reasons why we receive prophetic words and pictures from others is to confirm in our hearts and spirits that which we already know but do not know or have forgotten so every once in a while somebody's going to speak a word over your life and you're going to get this thing in your spirit go and you go what was that it is an agreement with what's already in your heart and what's already like in your spirit but you weren't necessarily fully cognizant of it Right? It wasn't on the forefront of your mind. And every once in a while, somebody's going to bring a word and you're going to go, Bo. that's right. That is who I am. And you know what, you guys? This is why it's also important for us to know what, uh, like, what's been written on your scrolls. Mm -hmm. Like, let's share back and forth. What are the prophecies that have been spoken over you? Don't wait for 6,000 prophecies to be spoken. What has already been spoken over you? Let's come into agreement together. Right? So that when, hey, when Jen's down, I can say, you know what, honey? Ah. Uh, I feel with you and I know this about you God said this bang 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 and I'm gonna walk this out with you I'm gonna believe in this with you yeah. even if you're struggling right now or or more so because you're struggling right now okay lift each other up come into community transparency vulnerability it's not just about bearing your junk it's about bearing like it's about showing hey this is what God has spoken over my life right and I'm not talking about coming from some place of pride. No, that isn't it. Intimacy is not, a, there's no place for pride in intimacy. Right? So we surrender that and just say, boom, it's on. We're bringing this. I read an, ama an amazing post uh, the other day. I'm just going to wrap it up real quick with this. I read an amazing post the other day uh, in one of the Facebook group groups that I follow that really sums up everything really nicely. Okay? But before I say that, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you feel as though you currently have some information that you can use to go to court? Yes. Do you know kind of how to prepare a case? Mm -hmm. yeah. One, is God really directing me there? If he is, awesome. If he's not, good. Don't worry about it. So first, hear God's voice on it. Second, what are you going to bring to the courts? what God has said about you. Mm -hmm. So it's probably important. Point one, hear God's voice. <laughs> Point two, hear God's voice. <laughs> okay, step three, speak God's voice. Speak God's words. Yeah. Speak God's words. What is he saying? Mm -hmm. It isn't about what the accuser is saying. I'll confess my sins. Okay, mm -hmm. but it's about what God is saying. Oh, okay, here you go. I'm going to sum it up. 
the battle is, is the Father's and the victory is ours. When the enemy comes against you with all kinds of accusations and trouble, do not fight against them. You repent for it before the Lord, whether you think you open the door or not. Then ask the Lord to judge whatever portion of the accusation applies to you. Then ask him to judge your accuser. Okay, you can do that in a variety of ways, but I think this is just really simple and succinct. Because whether you are guilty of the accusation or not, the refining fire of Yahweh removes the dross within you. It cleanses you. You will be victorious through the perfection of his will and his all-consuming fire. He judges to bring life. And the accuser that is determined to set his face against you will no longer be fighting against you. Rather, the very person of Yahweh, because, you, because you've surrendered it to the Lord. Right. The enemy, the accuser, will be facing up against God, not you. Yeah. I think that's a safe position. Yeah. It's a good place. Yeah. So, pretty simple. Don't make it into a big deal. It's humanity's way of doing things to make super long lists and structures and try to, try to make a religion out of the thing. But it's about a relationship. Hear what God is saying. Believe what God is saying. Speak what God is saying. Done. And Trevor always has an answer. <laughs> You don't have to. Before in your, when you come to the throne of grace, you don't have to bring any formula because you're, see, you're, you're right there before Jesus who's experienced everything you've experienced and his heart's desire is to nurture you. So we come to the grace for nurture, right? Can I still go to the throne of grace on behalf of somebody else? Yeah, absolutely. Because my family's salvation. Yeah. Bring it before him. Because what I've been doing is bringing what I'm saying to the Father. It's your word says that it's your desire that all men be saved. Yeah. So I'm bringing my family. Do it. So <laughs> Any if there's ever a question, should I come before God? The answer is yes. <laughs> That's just okay. Good. Ben at the back. <laughs> Do you have anything at all that you just throw in the mix 